0: What you want? What you want? What you want? Now he's pulling in. I think it's 3,400. <laughs> They've got you on some stuff for your arm, don't, don't they? Yeah? Alright, I can see your eyes. In my apartment! Do you need to put your hands behind your back. No, I'm not. Do you want to get mazed? No. Put Boy, your hands up! Face away from get me! Get your hands out of your pocket! Get your hands up on your head! Turn around. Turn around! Turn around! He has been at my house every day since. I go, my daughter said no, enough's enough. You need to leave. Do you do any methamphetamine? You sure? Not sure. Man, why don't you stop for us? Because I was trying to go home and I didn't want to deal with you guys. Just take me to jail. I will hurt somebody. Fuck off. All right, everybody, thank you and welcome back to another episode of Things You're Not Supposed to Talk About with Louis G. That's me. And today, as you can tell, right, we're going to talk about cops. Well, we're not really going to talk about cops. We're going to talk about the eye on you, modern police surveillance, right? I mean, you know you're being surveilled. I know you're being surveilled. They know they're surveilling you, right? You know what's going on, but you don't know how they're doing it, right? And the fact that you don't know how they're doing it or you do know how they're doing it, but you can't explain it. The fact that you know less about the surveillance of yourself, okay, the less surveillance that you know about yourself the worse it is for you, right? You got your neighbor. He's looking out of his window. He's got his binoculars. He's staring at your house all day long. Is that surveillance? I don't know. That's peeping Tom. He's not a cop, right? So it's not surveillance. It's nosy. He's not on your property. He's doing it from his. So I don't know what it is. But when a police officer sits in front of your house with a pair of binoculars in his car or in any car and he's got his badge and he's on duty, that's called surveillance, And you know he's out there, and you can see him, and he knows you can see him, and he's preventing crime by doing it, okay? Um, I don't know if the modern police surveillance is actually preventing crime, or if they're trying to catch you in the act of crime, which is a little bit different than reacting to crime, right? It's kind of like a minority port kind of thing. Anyway, in recent years, the use of modern surveillance equipment by police departments has become increasingly common. Uh, this equipment includes everything from high-tech cameras and facial recognition software to drones and body-worn cameras. Uh, while the use of these technologies has been touted by law enforcement officials uh, to enhance police safety and improve political uh, police accountability, excuse me, critics argue that they represent a serious threat to civil liberties and individual policy. So what are some of the ways that you are being surveilled? Right. Let's take a look at that. Uh, there are ways that police can surveil in the modern electronic age, and here are some examples. You got CCTV cameras. That's been around a long time. Police have been using those uh, for years. I, I would say since the '80s, you know, '70s, '80s. Surveillance cameras always. Uh, yeah, I think they're a good idea. I think the surveillance cameras on the street have always been a good idea. Um, it's kind of like uh, having an extra, having a, a police officer on every corner, isn't it? Um, and what's the difference there? Okay. So GPS tracking. Uh, police can use GPS tracking to monitor the movements of vehicles, police, uh, people, and objects. GPS tracking can be used in real time or to review past movements. So GPS, which is the Global Positioning System Tracking, is a technology used by police departments to track the location of vehicles, individuals, or objects in real time. It works by using GPS receivers to pick up signals from satellites orbiting the Earth which are then used to determine the precise location of the tracking device. Now, when you put it that way, it seems kind of ominous. And it is, actually. Uh, Police departments may use GPS tracking for a variety of reasons, such as to track the movements of suspects in a criminal investigation or to monitor the location of parolees or probationers. You've heard of ankle bracelets, right? Ankle bracelets that monitor your every movements. Uh, These are for people who have already been caught and convicted. All right? GPS tracking can be particularly useful in cases where traditional surveillance methods may be too risky or time-consuming. To use GPS tracking, police departments typically install a small tracking device on the vehicle or person they wish to monitor. That sounds like some weird James Bond shit. Uh, The device communicates with GPS satellites to determine its precise location, which is then transmitted to a central monitoring system. Police officers can then view the location of the tracked vehicle or person on a map in real time. While GPS tracking can be a valuable tool for law enforcement, it also raises serious concerns about privacy and civil liberties. Critics argue that GPS tracking may be used to monitor the movements of of innocent individuals who are not suspected of any wrongdoing. Additionally, the use of GPS tracking may violate the Fourth Amendment of the United States Constitution, which protests against. Or protects against unreasonable searches and seizures as such the use of GPS tracking by the police departments is subject to strict regulations and oversight to ensure that it is used in a responsible and transparent manner. Uh, police departments must obtain a warrant or court order before conducting GPS tracking and the information obtained must be used only for legitimate law enforcement purposes. Um, also, Some states have passed laws regulating the use of GPS tracking, such as requiring police departments to obtain consent from individuals before actually tracking their location, which seems kind of silly. All right. Uh, It doesn't sound very effective. No, you can't track my location. Well, how am I going to know what you're doing? Well, you're not going to. It's a silly conversation. and I don't think people should get into that. But here's what I think about GPS tracking, right? I I think that uh, GPS tracking is, uh, you know, a little snaky. I don't want everybody knowing where I'm going. Do you? I mean, even if you think I'm guilty of something, you're not allowed to do that. You've got to prove that I'm guilty. And just by putting a GPS tracker on me isn't getting it done. You know, you should be able to use manpower for that. Right? That should take another person. Not a device. That makes it almost too easy. That makes me seem like I'm being hunted. Hmm. Okay. We'll talk about that. Uh, Social media monitoring. How about that? Police can monitor social media platforms to gather intelligence and track individuals who may be involved in criminal activities. Uh, police departments may track individuals on social media in a variety of ways to help with investigations and enhance public safety. Like, here are some of the ways they might do that. Social media monitoring by police is the practice of monitoring social media platforms to collect information for law enforcement purposes. Police departments may use this method to identify potential threats to public safety, gather Evidence for investigations or monitor the activities of individuals who are under suspicion for criminal activity. (sighs) What does that mean? First of all, how do you get under suspicion for criminal activity? Do they notice you doing criminal activity and not arrest you and then wait for you to do it again? Or did somebody call the police department and say, hey, man, there's this guy making meth in his house and you need to surveil him. And the police said, "Okay, we'll take a look at that. Right. I I need to know how that's done. The process of social media monitoring by police may involve using specialized software to automatically search social media platforms for for specific keywords or hashtags that are relevant to a particular investigation. Alternatively, police departments may manually search social media platforms for information related to a particular case or individual. Social media monitoring by police raises concerns about privacy and civil liberties. Critics argue that this practice may infringe on individuals' rights to free speech and expression, as well as their right to privacy. Additionally, there is a risk that social media monitoring may disproportionately target marginalized communities or individuals based on factors such as race or religion. To address these concerns, police departments are required to follow strict guidelines and procedures when conducting social media monitoring, and in the United States, police departments must obtain a warrant or court order before accessing social media accounts or messages that are related to a criminal investigation. Also, the information obtained must be used only for legitimate law enforcement purposes. Police departments may also be required to undergo specific training on the ethical and legal issues related to social media monitoring and to implement safeguards to prevent misuse of social media monitoring technology. For example, right some police departments may establish oversight committees to review that social media monitoring activities and ensure compliance with relevant laws and regulations overall social media monitoring by police can be a valuable tool for law enforcement but it's got to be used in a p- responsible and transparent manner th- to protect individuals privacy and civil liberties right so here are some of the ways that that tracking can get done now you you know that social media monitoring tracking can be simple, right? They can go on your Facebook and they can watch you and listen to what you say on all of your stuff, like Instagram, uh, they can become you know, friends with you on Facebook, or they can just start tracking you through your hashtags, okay? But there are other ways that that gets done, and some of it is a little dicey. So one of the ways is open source intelligence, O-S-I-N-T, open source intelligence. Uh, police departments may use open source intelligence tools to monitor social media activity for information related to criminal activity or threats to public safety. These tools can help them identify potential suspects, track the movements of individuals, and gather evidence. You have monitoring of social media accounts, right? Police departments may also monitor the social media accounts of individuals who are suspected of criminal activity or who are considered a threat to public safety. This may involve tracking the individual's posts, comments, and messages to gather information that could be used in an investigation. Very basic. Geolocation tracking. Some social media platforms allow users to share their location with others. Police departments may use this feature to track the location of individuals who are suspected of criminal activity or who are considered a threat to public safety. So you got a guy who's going to the same crack house every day to pick up his crack, so he can sell it to other people and the police can monitor that information by seeing his location and where he's going every day. And that's going to that's gonna show his pickups and his drops, I promise. But is that legal, right? Should they be able to do that? Should it be that simple? Okay, I don't know. Uh, search, I don't want to make it more difficult, but should it be that simple? And if it's that simple to track, you know, a drug guy, how simple is it to track you? when the police maybe suspect you might have been involved in something and you don't even know, right? I mean, what if the federal government's peeking at you for some reason and the FBI's peeking at you and they're doing this? Is that okay? I don't think that's okay. I'm sorry. I don't think that's okay. Search warrants. Police departments may also obtain search warrants to access social media accounts or messages that are related to criminal investigation. This can provide valuable evidence that can be used in court, okay? Okay. While the use of social media tracking by police departments can be helpful in solving crimes and enhancing public safety, there are also concerns about privacy and civil liberties. Critics argue that social media tracking may be used to monitor the activities of innocent individuals who are not suspected of any wrongdoing. Additionally, the use of social media tracking may have a chilling effect on free speech and expression. Yeah. I mean, think about that. You're talking about stuff to somebody and somebody starts tracking you because they, they, you've, you've, uh, you've uh, activated a hashtag. All right? I don't think that's cool. I don't think that's cool at all. You know, once again, all that stuff is subject to strict regulations and oversights to ensure that it's reused in a responsible and transparent manner, okay? But uh, police departments must obtain appropriate warrants or court orders before accessing social media accounts or messages, and the information must be used only for legitimate law enforcement purposes. You got cell phone tracking, folks. They're going to track your cell phone, okay? Okay. Uh, police can can track cell phones using their GPS capabilities or cell tower data to locate and monitor individuals. Cell phone tracking is a technique used by police departments to locate and track the uh, movements of individuals through their cell phone signals. Yeah, they do it a lot for Amber Alerts. Cell phone tracking is typically conducted with the help of police cell phone service providers who can provide information about the location of a specific cell phone based on its connection to cell towers. When a cell phone is turned on, it sends out signals to nearby cell towers to establish a connection, right? The location of the cell phone can then be determined based on uh, the strength and timing of the signals received by nearby towers. So this information can be used to track the movements of uh, cell phone users and, it, and their owners. To track the location of a specific cell phone, uh, police departments may obtain a warrant or court order uh, requiring that, uh, that that stuff be used that that stuff can be used for, uh, against you. A lot of this uh, cell phone tracking business is used in kidnapping, theft, and drug trafficking. Uh, it can also be used to track individuals who are wanted for questioning or considered a threat to public safety. Uh, however, the, th- the use of cell phone tracking by police departments is very controversial as well, and it raises a lot of concerns about privacy and civil liberties too. So critics argue that cell phone tracking may be used to monitor the movements of ind- innocent individuals who are not suspected of any wrongdoing. Additionally, the the accuracy of cell phone tracking can be affected by factors such as network congestion, which can lead to false or incomplete location data. As such, the use of cell phone tracking by police departments is subject to strict regulations and oversight to ensure that it is used in a responsible and transparent manner. Uh, Police departments must obtain a warrant if they're going to do this. And that warrant must be used for specific purposes. So you also have what they call a stingray device, folks. Do You know what a stingray device is? I didn't know what this was. I started looking things up, and I come across a Stingray device. Okay, Stingray devices are uh, something that a police can use to intercept and monitor cell phone communications, including calls and texts. A Stingray device, also known as an IMSI catcher or cell site simulator, is a surveillance tool used by law enforcement agencies to intercept and track mobile phone communication. Once connected, the device can intercept and record call and text data as well as track the location of the mobile phone. When a mobile phone tries to connect to a cell tower, it sends out a signal, all right, that, uh, that includes a unique international mobile subscriber identity. And this number is something that is specific to your cell phone. So when your mobile phone tries to uh, connect to a cell tower, right, the Stingray device captures the signal and uses it to identify the mobile phone's IMSI number which can be used to track the phone's location and intercept its communications. Um, the, uh, the Stingray device can also force a mobile phone to downgrade to 2G. Huh, how about that? Which is an older and less secure communication standard. This makes it easier for the device uh, to intercept and record call and text data. Critics of Stingray devices argue that they are a serious threat to our civil liberties as well. Uh, And they can collect data on innocent individuals who are not the targets of investigations. Additionally, the use of Stingray devices may violate the Fourth Amendment protection against unreasonable searches and seizures. As such, the use of the Stingray device is highly controversial. And it, it does need to be adhered to with strict regulations. Uh, You have automated license plate readers. Now, I kind of knew about this, right? But I didn't know how good it was. So police can use automated license plate readers to scan and record the license plates of passing vehicles, which can be used to track the movements of individuals and vehicles. Wow. These cameras are typically mounted on police cars and can quickly scan and record the license plates of passing vehicles. This information can be used to track the movements of individuals and of their vehicles, making it a valuable tool for solving crimes and tracking down suspects. But the use of this license plate reader is also controversial, and it can be a serious threat to your civil liberties. You know, what if they just decide, hey, I'm going to pick this guy out of nowhere. Look, I don't care if you're a criminal or not. I'm going to tell you you have the right to be a criminal until you're caught. (sighs) How about that? Right? You have the right to be a criminal until you're caught. What you do not have is the right to be surveilled until you do something criminal. And then you get caught. No, that's not how that works. Most police activity is reactionary. Most all, most of, or all of a fireman's activity is reactionary. Police can be preventative in their presence, but they don't need tricks to do that. They just need more police. Hmm. Well, that's a whole other story, I think, right? How about, um, how about we talk about facial recognition technology? Uh, police can use facial recognition technology to uh, identify individuals in public spaces and track their movements, right? So once the controversial, once, once the, it's, it's, it's a very controversial thing because the Chinese are doing it right in China for everything. It's, if you ever seen the movie, um, minority report, you watch Tom Cruise walking through the mall, uh, his eyes are getting hit with facial recognition and, uh, ads are talking to him personally as he's walking through the mall. Okay. Uh, That's what China's doing, and they're, they're, they're using it in a lot of their slums and things like that. So one of the most controversial aspects of modern police surveillance is the use of facial recognition technology. This software allows officers to identify individuals quickly and easily in a crowd, making it a valuable tool for solving crimes and tracking down suspects. However, critics argue that it is prone to errors and can lead to false arrests. And that it is often used disproportionately against people of color and other marginalized groups. And this is correct. This is correct. If you, I've looked into the facial technology. I'm telling you, that's why I don't use it on my phone, right? I will not use it on my phone. Uh, and you should not use it either. I'm telling you. I know it's easy and you want to do it, but use the numbers. Um, first of all, with facial rec- recognition technology, if you ever get arrested and they want to get into your phone, um, they don't need a warrant for that. All they've got to do is put it up to your face. They don't need a warrant for you to do that, but they do need a warrant for you to give them, their, to get, for you to give them your password. How about that? So remember that, folks. Uh, drones, man. Let's talk about drones, huh? Dro- Police can use drones to conduct aerial surveillance and monitor activities from above. Police departments are increasingly using drones to monitor and surveil their communities. These unmanned aerial vehicles can be equipped with cameras and other sensors. Allowing officers to monitor activity from above while drones can be useful in certain uh, situations, such as search and rescue operations of surveillance or large events. Their use is highly controversial and they can be used to spy on individuals without their knowledge or consent. You know, a lot of people spend a lot of time in their backyards and their properties shooting down drones. Yeah, there are people out there that have got they've got numbers like notches right on their rifle. That they sit in their backyard and shoot down drones, if you're going to fly a drone over somebody's property, you had better be prepared to have it shot down. That's all. No matter if it's registered with the FAA or not. (laughs) How about body-worn cameras? Police wear body-worn cameras to record interactions with the public and gather evidence. I got to tell you, I think this is a good thing. I don't care what critics say about it. I think it's a good thing for individuals as well. Because police make a lot of mistakes in the heat of the moment. And those mistakes cannot be um, fluffed over as in the heat of the moment mistakes. Because those mistakes get people killed. And you can record those mistakes. You can record those conversations. Uh, Body-worn cameras have often become increasingly common among police departments in recent years. These cameras are typically worn on the officer's uniform and record interactions between officers and members of the public. So these cameras have been touted to increase police accountability and transparency. Uh, Their use is not without controversy because critics argue that the cameras can be used to intimidate and harass members of the public and that they are often turned off or, uh, quote unquote, malfunction during critical incidents. Here's a scary one, right, that the police have been using, but I don't think they've been using it correctly. Biometric data. Police can use biometric data such as fingerprints. Uh, or DNA to identify or track individuals. Biometric data refers to measurable physical or behavioral characteristics that can be identified, used to identify individuals. Now, they used to use uh, uh, sizes like the width, but they used to think that the width between your ears and your chin, right, or the, 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 the length between your nose and your chin, was specific to each individual and so they would use those as a facial, the first facial recognition technology, but it turned out that it wasn't very um, accurate. So they went ahead and started using fingerprints instead. Um, Police departments uh, use fingerprinting, right? That's biometric. So fingerprinting is well-established technique that has been used for over a century and a half to identify individuals, all right? Police departments often collect fingerprints from individuals who are arrested as well as from crime scenes and use them to match against the database of known prints. Um, another use of biometric data by police uh, departments is facial recognition technology, right? We talked about that. The facial recognition technology uh, uses algorithms to analyze and compare facial features from images or videos against the database of known faces. I think this is wrong. We, we, we tried this a hundred years ago in criminal criminology. Like I said, we tried measuring individuals' faces, and you know what? It's, it's, um, it's too random. Facial recognition technology is not correct. It can only give you a hint as to what the person looks like or who the person may be, but it is not accurate. We've tried it with non-computers already, with, with literal rulers, okay? Uh, algorithms, they al- analyze and compare those facial features from images already known. Police departments may use facial recognition technology to identify suspects in criminal investigations or to track individuals in public spaces. Uh, Some police departments also use DNA analysis as a form of biometric data. Uh, DNA analysis can be used to identify individuals and to link them to crime scenes or other evidence. Voice recognition is another form of biometric data that police like to use. Um... Voice recognition technology uses algorithms to analyze and compare the unique characteristics of individuals' voices against a database of known voices. Uh, You would have a hard time telling my voice or my dad's voice, I'm going to tell you right now. And He's been dead a long time, and I didn't really even hang around with him. Uh, He wasn't really in my life. And you would have a hard time, you would have a very hard time uh, discerning our two voices. So I don't think that's very useful either. Uh, Police departments may use voice recognition technology to identify suspects in criminal investigations or to analyze audio recordings from crime scenes, right? That audio recording thing, anytime uh, a biometric gives you a 95%, anytime it gives you an 80% or a 95%, the person should not be picked up or arrested. It should be 100%. I don't care about your 99. I don't care about the 1% that's left over. There's a 1% chance that I'm innocent. Guess what? I'm still innocent. And so are you. Nobody gives a shit about your 99%. You had better come strong with 100% of evidence if you're going to arrest somebody. There are too many people in jail that shouldn't be there. Some man was just let out of jail at 57 years old. He spent 30 years in prison for something he didn't do. Could you imagine you being that person? that's disgusting. I think it's disgusting that our our justice system works like that and relies on things this way. Um, One way that police departments can ensure responsible use of modern surveillance equipment is by implementing clear policies and procedures governing their use. Yeah. Their policies should be, be developed in consultation with community members and civil liberties advocates and should be regularly reviewed and updated to reflect changing technologies and public attitudes. Yeah. You think that's too much talking? Well, I don't think that's too much talking. I think the more opinions that the police department has, the more consensus they have from the individuals that they're trying to surveil, the better the information is going to be, and the better the surveillance will be in the end. And the more fair it will be to everyone. You're not just allowed to surveil me. That's creepy. Nobody likes that. Stop it. All right? Stop trying to do that. Police policies. um, Additionally, police departments should be transparent about their use uh, of surveillance equipment. And, sh- and should provide regular reports on how that technology is being used, okay? Wh- who's being targeted, and what safeguards are in place to protect privacies and civil liberties? Yeah, you should be doing that. The use of modern technology to surveil citizens of the United States is a deeply concerning trend that threatens our fundamental rights to privacy and civil liberties. While law enforcement agencies argue that such surveillance is necessary for national security and public safety, the reality that these practices are often invasive, discriminatory, and, by the way, Unconstitutional, and until somebody challenges the use of them, the use of them in the Constitution, they are being used unconstitutionally, and there's nothing you can do about it. And there's no way our courts can keep up with technology, okay? And the constitutionality of it, so it's just got to go by a case-by-case basis, right? For example, uh, police departments may use Stingray devices to intercept and track cell phone signals, or use GPS tracking monitors. The movements of vehicles and people, they may also engage in social media monitoring to collect information on individuals, activities, and beliefs, right? These practices have serious implications for our right to privacy. When the government can track our every move and monitor our every communication, we lose the ability to control our own lives and make our own choices without fear of reprisal. This kind of surveillance also has a chilling effect on our freedom of speech and expression as individuals may feel pressured to censor themselves out of fear of being monitored or targeted. That's the difference. Self, uh, right? Um, Self-monitoring is good. Self-censoring is good. Self-censoring for someone else is bad. Self-censoring for the government and its wants and needs is bad. You should never have to censor yourself. Never. It should always be the responsibility of the individual who's listening to you to censor you. That's what free speech is about, folks. You may want to censor yourself and that's great. Go ahead. But you're not providing yourself with free speech. If you say whatever you want and you're rude and the person standing in front of you tells you as such, then your free speech has been counteracted by their free speech. And you're going to have to deal with that. But you cannot surveil free speech. I'm sorry. Not possible. Uh, Modern surveillance technology has been shown to disproportionately impact marginalized communities and perpetuate systemic inequalities. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The ACLU should be all over this. And I don't see them doing that. All right. I don't see them doing it. Um Facial recognition technology has been shown to be less accurate when identifying individuals of color, leading to false arrests and unjust convictions. Social media monitoring has also been criticized for targeting activists and political dissidents, particularly those who belong to marginalized groups. Overall, the use of modern technology uh, to surveil citizens of the United States is a serious threat to our democracy and our basic rights as individuals. Okay? We must demand greater transparency And we must demand greater accountability from law enforcement agencies when it comes to surveillance practices and fight to protect our fundamental rights to privacy, freedom of speech, and the equal treatment for everyone under That's right. We must protect to fight our freedom of speech and equal treatments for every single individual under the same laws that we all live in, folks. And uh, try to remember one thing. I don't know if this matters to you or not, but my father was a cop for 20 years in New York City. And I know a lot of the ins and outs of that. I've seen it personally. And I can tell you this. Being a police officer is a hard job. Okay? Being a citizen is a hard job. And you're never going to get it right. Neither one of us are going to get it right. I promise you. But the best thing that we can do, folks, the best thing that we can do for one another, and this podcast is all about that, is to be fair, to be fair to one another, to be fair. Our police departments need to be fair, folks. Remember that. I love you. Stay safe. Have a great time. And always, always come back and listen to Things You're Not Supposed to Talk About with Louis G. That's me.